0: Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Friday, October 8th, 2021. I am Andrew Hansen alongside Josh Crash Davis. And we've got the Friday night under the lights podcast for the week five main slate. And it's a challenging one, Josh. We've got a lot of the key big stars not on this slate because we've got Casey and Buffalo in a, in a uh, primetime game. We just had the Rams and Seahawks. So I hope you're ready for this challenge. Hopefully you're you're feeling better than Russell Wilson. Uh, fully healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, tough break for him with the finger injury. He's been, he's started every game of his career and now he's going to be sidelined for quite a bit.
1: Yeah, it looks like it's going to be a rather challenging slate in some ways, but you know, this is where we can rely on our expertise and our research to really give us an uh, advantage over the field. So absolutely um, I'm to the challenge.
0: Yeah, and I love, I love weeks five through eight here. Uh, we've got so much data, weeks one through four. We've seen all these teams in different matchups, so we have a better feel for them. We start to zero in on some of the better matchups. So yeah. let's get after the quarterbacks here. We're going to go position by position, like we've been doing all season here, to get everybody ready for the main slate and start to build some of our lineups. So quarterback position, if you're paying up this week, where are you looking?
1: So for me, I'm actually looking at Kyler Murray. Um, he's the most expensive quarterback on DraftKings at 8000 but it's deservedly so. Last week, you know, when he went, went up against the Rams, I think a lot of people thought he might struggle, and not only did he not struggle, but they had a pretty rather convincing win in L.A. It was pretty surprising to me. That was. And and this week he goes against the San Francisco team that's allowed the fourth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. They have all kinds of injuries in their secondary and so, you know, Murray's got Hopkins and he's kind of got a, a resurgent A.J. Green all of a sudden and Christian Kirk and, and tight end Max Williams is kind of having a big breakout right now. So I, I like all those options for Murray and he's going to have um, another big game, I think, projected by a pro football focus to be the second highest projected scoring quarterback on the slate. So,
0: yeah, he just keeps uh, proving people wrong and putting up big games. That was a really impressive win. And I talked about it on one of the previous shows. You can play him naked and not try to match him up with any particular pass catcher because he has so many weapons. It's hard to mm-hmm. choose. Yeah, you know, people are disappointed with DeAndre Hopkins, but he just doesn't need to pepper him with targets. Right. So many great options, like you said. So uh, you can roll him out solo and uh, and feel good about that. My pay up this week is Tom Brady, and this is part of a you know just the emotional rebound because man what a drain that was to go up to new england play Mm -hmm. in the rain down to the wire yeah real tough game and you know he was uh dealing with a lot um and so now he gets to go back home against miami real solid matchup uh they're favored by 10 over under 48 by the way this is another reason why this slate is challenging as you know, Josh, is that out of these 12 games, there's only two with a total over 50. Most weeks recently, we've had at least five, so we've got all these shootout games, but not this week, so you really got a battle here. Uh, I think Tom Brady, if you're going to pay up, is a, is a pretty safe option. I don't think you're going to see him go back-to-back weeks without a touchdown. He's had a great start to the season uh, back in the good weather, so uh, he's my potential payup.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like Tom Brady. Obviously, a safe choice, and He's got really good history against Miami. I mean, he pretty much has had their number. So, yes, indeed, like, like that. Um, For my my second quarterback, I'm looking at uh, Dak Prescott. He's 6900 on DraftKings. Um, He's off to a really start, strong start this year again, coming back from the injury with 10 touchdowns, only two interceptions, and he's going up against the Giants' defense that ranks 24th in fantasy points allowed against quarterbacks. And he's now thrown for three touchdowns or more in three or three of his four games, and he has probably his most favorable matchup this year so far. So definitely think that Dak Prescott's going to be a great play this week.
0: Yeah, I like him a lot too. Uh, like you said, lots of passing touchdowns, seven in the last two weeks. Uh, and we need that because he hasn't been running much. Uh, right. Because of his health. So uh, it's great that he's comfortable back there and and piling up the numbers. And this is the highest total on the board at 52 uh Dallas favored by seven over at betus.com.pa, one of our partners. So I like the Dak call for sure. And I like Daniel Jones on the other side. Uh, this mm. made me my favorite game of the week, Josh. Uh, Jones is down at 6,000. So you save a little bit there. Awesome matchup. Dallas is number 31 against the pass this year. Uh, you know, they are the seven-point underdogs, so he should yeah. be firing it a lot. He's coming off over 400 yards against New Orleans. Now, that was an overtime game. And once again, he's hurting with his receivers. Mm -hmm. The Shepard and Slayton are out. But, you know, that was the same scenario last week uh, with Galladay, Tony, Ross. And he got it done because, you know, he's got some other weapons too. He's got Saquon Barkley coming out of the backfield and both tight ends healthy now. Yeah. Uh, Evan Ingram, Rudolph. So, you know, he's got a bunch of options. I mean, those wide receivers aren't quite as imposing as the arizona guys but you know lots of weapons uh for him to choose from in a great matchup high scoring so uh there's a way to save some money
1: yeah and he's not been the turnover prone daniel jones that we've seen in the past you know he's really done a good job of protecting the football and and it's just made a huge difference in his fantasy production because he's not losing all those points from interceptions and fumbles so enormous yeah definitely agree So for the third pick, I'm going with a value quarterback. It's going to be Mac Jones. He's 5,300 on DraftKings. You know, last week, he really held up very well. He didn't seem intimidated against Brady. Um, He had completed 31 of his 40 passes, which I never would have thought in my wildest dreams they would have thrown 40 times, but they did. And uh, going up against the Texans defense this week that ranks 26 in fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks, um, they've allowed 264 yards passing per game this year. And, you know, at only 5,300, Jones isn't going to have to do much to hit value. So I think that that's going to be a great value play this week for somebody looking for some value at quarterback.
0: Yeah, I like it. Nice price. And he's got to have a ton of confidence after that performance. Everybody's singing his praises. Yeah. Like you said, great completion percentage. He executed the game plan very well. Um, so I, I think he's underpriced. Now, if you don't want to go that route oh, – oh, by the way, I do want to mention – we have to keep an eye on the offensive line there for the Patriots. Mm, yes. Looking like at least two of their linemen will, will be out and potentially up to four with injuries and COVID. So, you know, this again, this is Friday night. We'll be checking on that through the weekend before we make our final lineup selections for for the members. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want to go there, uh, or perhaps you've got him slotted in there and you decide last minute you want to make a pivot, you could go to Justin Fields, uh, 5,200. Bears traveling to Las Vegas, and here's the, you know, the big news with the Bears, of course, is that Montgomery is out. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I think that hurts the offense in general. You know, he's a really solid performer, but Damian Williams is, is a capable backup, and I think there's a chance that instead of him handing off to Montgomery for a couple rushing touchdowns like last week, uh, he, he may just keep it himself and get yeah. one. Um you know, Las Vegas is number 23 against the run. Uh, So I think this is field's chance to really get in the groove and start doing more damage on the ground. He only carried it three times last week for nine yards. Mm. So hopefully with Montgomery out, he runs it more. He did pass for 209 yards against Detroit, which doesn't sound like much, but it's a nice threshold. You know, again, that's going to give him confidence. Yeah. Uh, He seems to have connected with Mooney and, you know at 5,200 if you pass for over 200 yards and get some more rushing yardage and get in the end zone you're going to pay off the price tag so that's a way to uh to go cheap and then pay up at the other spots
1: yeah yeah it's definitely a good good way to go and the more he plays you know the more confident and comfortable in the system he's going to get and so I think he's just going to get better and better as he plays so
0: excellent all right well let's keep going here position by position um Running back is next. Uh, if we pay up there this week, where are you looking?
1: Yeah, I am looking to pay up once again to Derrick Henry. Um, probably going to be the chalky running back once again. But, I mean, he's had three straight 100-plus yards rushing games. You know, had 100, 157, something like that, against the Jets last week. And going up against Jacksonville, that's a 21st in fantasy points allowed to running backs. Julio Jones is out again. So, you know, the offense is just going to to primarily run through him, I think. Um, he had 33, 28, and 35 carries in the last three games. So if he hasn't completely broke down yet, he's going to get the ball <laughs> a lot. So yeah,
0: I mean, he's, he's the bionic man. He's just incredible. <laughs> uh, so if anybody can handle that workload, it's him. And Jacksonville has a, allowed six rushing touchdowns already. So I like the play uh, favorites here on the road. Decent total, 248 and a half. So. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm going to pay down a little bit here. I, I do like Henry, but uh, I'll mention Nick Chubb for my first option here. Cleveland, of course, matching up against the Chargers. And, you know, the Chargers are a perfect example of a team that's, you know, you, we talk about pass funnel teams. Mm-hmm. They're number five against the pass and number 29 against the run. So, you know, if you want to bang your head against the wall with, you know, that the secondary, the pass rush, you can, or you can try to take advantage of their weakness, which is which is their uh, run stopping. Yeah. Uh, so I, I like Chubb here at that price. He's average. He's been really solid, averaging over 17 carries, over 90 yards. He's got three touchdowns so far. So he hasn't had that smash game yet, uh, but it won't take too much to get to 20 fantasy points and give you that three extra turn here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like I like that play a lot. I do. All right. Running back number two for you. For me, for my second running back, I'm going to go with Ezekiel Elliott. He's 7,000 on DraftKings. He's continued to see his workload increase as the season's gone on. Um, last week he had a season high of 20 carries and he had 143 yards rushing and a touchdown against against a really good Carolina team. Um, and this week he goes up against a giants team that ranks 23rd in fantasy points allowed to, to running backs. Now he is listed as questionable. So we're going to have to keep an eye on that, but he is expected to be able to play through any pain or discomfort that he's feeling. So I think that he will give it a shot, um, on Sunday.
0: Okay. Excellent. Yeah. He's definitely trending in the right direction. I think Pollard kind of woke him up with mm. his performance, uh, to start the season my next pick is going to be Chubba Hubbard at 6000 on DraftKings. He's got the Eagles this week and they are number 32 against the run, giving up over 150 yards per game. Yeah. Now, last week uh, Hubbard, you know, he was fine. He got 15 touches, uh, over 70 yards, couple receptions. The concerns though here with Hubbard, I'm not all in on him yet because of a, a, a few things. One is uh Rodney Smith came off the bench and caught five catches uh, out of the backfield. Mm. And then D.J. Moore, you know, this is one of the things you can really uh, gain from if you watch the games. He had a receiving touchdown where he started lined up in the backfield as the only uh, halfback, Mm. Josh. So Hubbard wasn't in there. You know, they're in the red zone. Hubbard's not in the backfield. It's D.J. Moore, and he runs the classic CMC route, comes out of the backfield, cuts back over the middle. He's wide open for an easy touchdown. So the reason to invest in Hubbard last week was to get him that play, those mm-hmm. types of plays. I thought he would get more targets, and he he just didn't. So I'm concerned about that, but it is a great matchup, good price. Uh, the other concern is Darnold, who has five rushing touchdowns. Right. So does that change? Does he hand it off finally You know, inside the five? So, you know, Hubbard, I just, I'm not, I'm not locked in on him yet, but yeah, you know, I see the potential there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Darnold's just really shown aggression that we never saw when he was with the Jets. So he's just, he gets down there in that goal line and just runs it in. So hopefully this week he'll be handing it off to Chubba.
0: <laughs> exactly. All right. How about one more running back?
1: Yeah. So for the last running back I'm looking at, is going to be James Conner of the Arizona Cardinals. He's 5,600 on DraftKings. He's found the end zone twice in his last two games, and this week is going up against San Francisco, who ranked 25th in fantasy points allowed to running backs. And on top of that, Chase Edmonds is currently listed as questionable. So if he's ruled out this week, then that's going to be more opportunity for Connor, and he's not going to have to rely as much on the goal line carries. He's going to be able to get some some regular carries too. So that's going to make him a great value play, especially if Edmonds is out.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is one of those backfields where it's so balanced. That if one of those guys is out, it's a huge opportunity for the other. Mm-hmm. So I think this would be the potential type of week to invest in that backfield. Uh, speaking of injuries, Josh, my final running back here, Mr. Alexander Madison, mm-hmm. uh, we've got cook doubtful. Uh, he hasn't practiced though. So I'm thinking he's going to be out. Yeah. And when Madison got that start last time around, he was against Seattle ran for over hundred yards six catches for 59 hit 26 DraftKings points without scoring a touchdown. And now against Detroit, they're (laughs) number 24 against the run. Yeah. Minnesota's favored by 10 with a 49 and a half over under. I mean, I just, you just can't draw up these scenarios better for a guy that's priced at 5,500. You know, it's, it's just with a team that loves to run it and have a bell cow, um, you know, uh, this is a guy I'm ready to lock in at this point. If, if Cook is out, he's my favorite play on the board in terms of his price.
1: Yeah, and we saw what Aaron Jones and David Montgomery both did against Detroit. So I, I definitely
0: think that Madison's an awesome play. Exactly. Exactly. Nice point. All right, before we get to some pass catchers, wide receivers and tight ends, just want to invite folks to uh, check out the website, dfscoachtalk.com. Uh, learn a little bit about us, and you can join us if you'd like. Grab a membership, grab a, a five-day pass, uh, uh, and come in for 19 bucks and see what we've got to offer. We have full lineups on FanDuel and Yahoo in all of our sports. We have the DraftKings Coaches Clipboard in NFL with some highlighted plays and then a bunch of other guys to consider. If you're going to build a stack, uh, you can build uh, different lineups with it. Uh, so we get you ready for, for the main slate. Of course, we'll have our showdown uh, showdown lineups with the primetime games. Mm-hmm. We'll do that podcast later, so so keep an eye out for that. But basically, we cover all of the main slates uh, in the NFL, the Thursday night game, the main slate, Sunday night, Monday night, with full lineups. Yeah. Uh, so great time to join now with all the other sports going as well. So dfscoachdoc.com and uh, come join the family. We'll we'll send you an email. uh, Just make sure if you want to come in for football, just make sure you come in by Sunday morning so we can get you into Discord uh, Mm -hmm. with an email.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, Josh, how about some wide receivers? Uh, Anybody you'd like to pay up for potentially?
1: Yeah, I'm looking at at another Viking. We were just talking about Alexander Madison uh, on the receiving side of that. I'm looking at Justin Jefferson. He's been Kirk Cousins' favorite target this year with 37 targets. He scored a touchdown in three consecutive games. And now he probably has his best matchup to date. In fact, Pro Football Focus gave him a ninety-nine point nine rating against all Detroit defenders, which almost sounds like a typo, but yeah, that's that's eye-opening. It really is. Nines are wild. Wow. Yeah. But I, I've seen that Detroit secondary, and they're not very good. And, you know, Jefferson has a great matchup against any of those guys. So,
0: yep. Excellent. Uh, should be a, a nice safe pick. My first guy that I'm looking at is Deontay Johnson. And I, I'm not locked in on him yet. I'm, I'm curious about Claypool. He's questionable. If he's back in the lineup, I don't like the play as much. Um, it, it's not a smash matchup because it's Denver and they've been strong defensively. The total is only 39 and a half. We know Big Ben has had his struggle so far, but mm-hmm. he loves to, to dump it off with these short passes mm-hmm. to Deontay. Specifically, in his last three games, or you know, the targets, he's had 10, 12, and 13. Uh, he's totaled 23 receptions, a couple of touchdowns. He's Because of all this the PPR and all these targets he's getting, he's averaging 20.4 DraftKings points per game. And that's more than your buddy, Devonte Adams and Jefferson, the mm. two most expensive receivers on this slate. Yeah. They average 20.1 and 20.3. Now Devonte, you know, he could go for 35 in a heartbeat when he gets his b- big breakout game. And like you said, Jefferson might absolutely smash,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: just interesting note kind of jumped out at me with him being only 6,500. Um, so he's a guy that, uh, I'm looking at, um, you know, again, Denver has been strong, but you know, pro football focus is giving him an average matchup on the outside against Fuller and, and Surtain. Mm-hmm. Um, so Joe, you know, we may need to to check in with Omaha Joe. He's he's on the road, he's he's uh up in Chicago for uh a I think a marathon, uh one of his family members. So we may need to check in with him and make sure it's okay that we go up against his Broncos.
1: Yeah, we may want to do that. But at the same time, you know, I thought that, I mean, I I think I told you in Discord that I didn't necessarily want to play Deontay Johnson last week and he ended up having a good game because he got that touchdown right off the bat and and Mm then he was targeted, like you said, 13 times. So um, if he can do that kind of, you know, production against Jair Alexander, then he could do that against one of those Denver defenders too. So he still might be a good play even, you know, even if it's a tough
0: matchup on paper. Excellent. All right. Uh, Choice number two at wide receiver.
1: For my second wide receiver, I'm looking at A.J. Brown of the Tennessee Titans. He's 6,500 on DraftKings. He hasn't had that big game. I feel like a lot of people have been waiting for him to have that um, after what he did last year, especially – Uh, But this week, he's got an excellent matchup against the Jaguars team that's 22nd in fantasy points allowed to wide receivers. And Julio Jones was just ruled out. So he's going to be Tannehill's top option once again in the passing game, like I said, like he was last year. And so I'm looking for him to have a breakout game this week at pretty low ownership, I think.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, You know, how is he going to be coming off the injury? Uh, that probably will depress his ownership a bit, but mm-hmm. uh, they've got to be ultra-motivated after that uh, tough loss to the Jets. Absolutely. All right, I'm going to go uh, a little bit cheaper here for uh, a little DraftKings special potentially in Jalen Waddell, 4,800. Mm-hmm. Tampa, number 32 against the pass and number one against the run. So call me crazy, uh, I think they're going to try to pass it. Uh, really like, like New England did, uh, you know, we ended up, you know, before before we uh, released our lineups for that game, we watched tape, we, we digested it, thought about the game plan and realized that, you know, New England probably would go with that approach of let's just avoid this, you know, run defense, mm-hmm. short passes all day long to Bourne and, Ah, uh, the tight ends were heavily involved, and and Myers, mm-hmm. and I just don't I don't know why other teams wouldn't do the same thing. And yeah. we know that, uh you know this is what Miami's been doing with Brissett. You know mm-hmm. he's been just targeting Waddle, Gesicki, short passes. You know the average depth of target is basically nothing. Right. But PPR, you get six, eight of those catches, mm-hmm. uh, you're, you're you're golden. You know, and last week he disappointed. He only had three. But the week before, he had 12 catches for 58 yards. Yeah. Um, you know, and and not only New England, but you back up and you look at what Cooper Cup did in the slot, mm-hmm. which is where Waddle operates. He had nine for 96 and two scores. Lamb lit him up, seven for 104 and a score. So it's just the best matchup you can get against Tampa, in my opinion. And he's only 4,800. So uh, I like him on DraftKings. Yeah, it's
1: really been surprising to me how much Tampa struggled against the pass this year. I mean, for one thing, they're not getting the pass rush that they got last year. And I'm not sure exactly what the the reasoning is for that. But they were just all over quarterbacks, especially in the playoffs and into the Super Bowl, of course. So they're just not the same pass defense this year. So,
0: yeah, and they just um, keep getting more and more injuries in that secondary as well. Yeah, yeah.
1: So so for my um, value play wide receiver, I'm looking at Tyler Boyd, um, the Cincinnati Bengals, 5,300 on DraftKings. Jair Alexander is out for Green Bay this week, which means that Boyd's either going to draw Kevin King, um, who came back this week, or Eric Stokes. And I think that Green Bay is going to, what they're going to do is they're going to send some extra safety help towards Jamar Chase and force somebody else to beat them. And so that's going to leave Tyler Boyd with some good matchups one-on-one, either against King, who's really struggled lately, um, going back to last year. And then, um, or possibly he could be up against Eric Stokes, who's a rookie. And he's shown some promise, but he's also unproven. So they might test him quite a bit too. So either way, I think Tyler Boyd has a good matchup.
0: All right. Again, I love it. Being impartial as a master Packers man. Uh, so you got you to gotta give that some uh, extra love when you're building your lineups. Uh, one value play for me, Kadarius Toney, uh, as these Giants, again, go up against Dallas, number 31 against the pass, underdogs, they should be throwing it. Last week, finally got his, you know, big opportunity, six catches for 78, plays 62% of his, uh, runs 62% of his routes out of the slot. We got that nice matchup against Lewis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think uh, Trevon Diggs will be, you know, really focused on Galladay. So, you know, there's Ross out there. They're the other pass catchers I mentioned. But, again, on DraftKings for 4000 um, I think he's a little bit underpriced with uh, Shepard and Slayton out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I like Kadarius Toney coming out of Florida, and and he's bound to have a big game soon. So hopefully it's this week.
0: All right, Josh, let's hit some tight ends and defense to fill out these lineups. Where are you looking for uh, a tight end option?
1: Well, I'm going to give the Packers a little bit of love here. I'm going to okay. go with Lorenzo Um, 4,300 on DraftKings. He has gotten off to a slow start this season, but I think that part of that is because they're asking him to provide some extra pass blocking help. Um, With all the injuries they've had on the offensive line, he's just been chipping a lot on a lot of their pass plays. So he hasn't been down the field like he normally would be. Uh, But this week, Elton Jenkins, their Pro Bowl left guard, who can play in multiple um, different positions for them, is supposed to be back. So if he's back, that's going to help solidify the line, which I think is going to open up some more opportunities for Tunyon, especially in the red zone and just down the field in general. And um, I think defenses are going to stay pretty focused on Devontae this week. And then after what we saw last week with Randall Cobb, they're going to be looking for him too. So it's going to give Tunyon some opportunities to maybe find himself wide open. And I think Rogers is going to connect with him for at least one touchdown this week.
0: I like it. Good call. I mean, Tunyon, such a monster last year. He's not mm-hmm. going to you know, throw up duds every week. He's got to turn it around eventually. So uh, this could be the week. Uh, one guy to look at for me, Dalton Schultz who's really been smashing it. Uh, He's averaging five catches a week for over 40 yards, even though Jarwin's involved as well. He's had three touchdowns. And uh, the Giants have given up the third most fancy points to tight end. They've given up one touchdown every single week. Hmm. Um, In the last two weeks combined, Schultz has 15 targets. So he's just really kind of solidifying his role uh, 4,400 is a, a real good price. I think for a guy like that and yeah, he's been hot. So, you know, does he, does he have a dip? Yeah, he will eventually. Yeah. Um, but such a great matchup. Uh, you know, I think it's a decent, a decent way to go.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So for, for my value pick for tight end, I'm looking at Zach Ertz. I was on him last week, um, against the chiefs and he had a good game for me. He's 3,400 on DraftKings. Um, He's he saw eight and seven targets in the last two weeks. And this week he's going up against Carolina, who are very good against wide receivers. They're they're fourth against wide receivers, but they're middle of the pack against tight ends. They're 16th. Um, So I look for them to, you know, for Philly to try and take advantage of any matchup opportunity that they have with Ertz. Um, And with the amount of targets he's seen lately and his low price, I think he's going to be a great value play in both cash and tournaments this week.
0: Yeah, definitely, he was a big factor in that last game. Uh, Goddard, you know, was was as well, but they both had plenty of opportunities. Ertz had a touchdown called back, yeah. so uh, you know, Hertz definitely likes using those guys. My other tight end this week is going to be Mike Gesicki, and it makes me a little sick to say it because he just really makes me nervous. But Tampa has given up the fourth most fantasy points to tight ends. Uh, again, these guys are 10-point underdogs, so we think Brissett's going to have to throw it a bunch. And in the last three games with Brissett here, Kosicki has taken off 18 catches, 24 targets he's got in the end zone. Mm-hmm. So that's an average of six catches on eight targets per week and over 60 yards. So, you know, he's another guy who can disappear. That's why I'm always nervous to play him. But at 4,200, again, if they follow the game plan, look at what New England did. I mean, New England you know, fed both of those tight ends. Yeah. Um, you know, Henry and John, who had solid games. Mm-hmm. So you add a little bit more since it's primarily just Kasicki, And uh, you know, this might be the one of those weeks that I'll, I'll give him a, a, a little run. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. All right, excellent. Josh, let's finish up with some defenses here. Um, Couple, couple options at the top, but uh, another week that I, you know, another, another challenging position in my opinion. Let's see if we can come up with a couple uh, possibilities.
1: Yeah. So for me at the top, I'm looking at Tampa Bay's defense. Um, they're the second highest projected scoring defense this week according to Pro Football Focus. They have the Dolphins who rank 31st in points per game with 15.5 points, and uh, also 31st in total yards per game with 252 yards. So. This should be a a favorable matchup for Tampa. They're playing at home. I could see them getting a couple turnovers and, you know, really, really make a a big day for somebody with their their, uh, lineup in fantasy.
0: Yeah, good, good points. And, you know, I mentioned a couple Miami wide receivers, and normally we don't like playing offensive players against our defense, but Mm -hmm. this might be one of the unique scenarios where we might recommend having exposure to both. Because especially on DraftKings with PPR, you can have Waddle catch twelve for fifty-eight and not score, Mm -hmm. and that's a four X return. And you know Brissette can still turn it over a couple times, and and Tampa can have a strong game as well defensively. So uh, that's the way that that it goes sometimes. Yeah, and especially in GPPs, if you do those types of combinations, you can get unique. All right, my pay up defense, uh, the Patriots. They've got Houston. Uh, how about this? They're favored by nine on the road and the total's only 39 and a half. Mm. So, you know, anytime you have that type of scenario, you're looking at an implied total of like 15 points for Houston. So yeah. Vegas is just not expecting much scoring for them. And how could you, I mean, look at that group of skill position players, Davis mills, seven turnovers in his three weeks. Hasn't even thrown for 200 yards yet. Uh, And then you've got Belichick, know ready to scheme up again uh you know their best weapon's been brandon cooks and bill Mm -hmm. knows all about him so i think he'll have a plan for cooks and they'll be able to limit the rest of the squad Uh, probably another ugly day for houston
1: yeah yeah i definitely like new england too good play all right how about a value pick for value, I'm looking at Washington. They're 2300 on DraftKings. I know last year they were kind of the fantasy darlings when it comes to defense and you know DFS um, with Chase Young kind of leading the way as a rookie. Um, and I think that that they're about to put their early struggles behind them. Um, this week they're going up against Jameis Winston. I know that he has protected the football better this year. Um, he's only thrown two interceptions, but they're going. You know. Washington has the the 10th best defense in fantasy against running back. So I think they're going to go and try and contain Kamara and force, you know, either Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill to beat them, which I think is going to lead to some turnovers. So they're basically a punt play. So you're not taking a huge risk at that price. Um, So I see a lot of upside with Washington this
0: week. Yeah, I think it's worth considering. Uh, You know, if Jameis is protecting the ball better, that's – a step in the right direction but the passing offense is number 31 in the league mm. so uh, if they can if they can contain camara they're in a good spot and i'm going to follow up with our analytics guru john wehausen because he's a washington football team fan okay and uh get some thoughts from him about this defense because they've been underperforming mm-hmm. um and so we'll get his take and and uh, share that with the members uh because 2300 is a great price yeah uh, one other option, if if you don't want to go with one of those three defenses we've already mentioned, for me would be Cleveland at only 2,700. And they've got a, you know, a pretty tough matchup. It's the Chargers. They're actually two-point underdogs. But they've just been so solid this year, averaging mm-hmm. only 16 points allowed per game, only 250 yards. Wow. Uh, they've gotten to the quarterback with 14 sacks. And although we love the skill position players for the Chargers, they haven't really been prolific. They're 14th in points scored and only 11th in yards. Mm. And we've seen all these low-scoring games with Cleveland. They obviously want to run the ball, shorten the game, and you get fewer possessions uh, for the Chargers, then that that can really help Cleveland. So I think it could turn out to be a decent low-owned option.
1: Yeah, I think, I think so, too. And like you said, they've they've really controlled that time of possession with their run game, so that definitely favors a lower-scoring game, which leads to better f- fantasy production for a defense. So I could definitely mean a great
0: play. Beautiful. Well, hopefully this has helped everybody get ready for the main slate. Uh, if you like what you've seen here, we'd love it if you would give a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Hit that alert button, and you'll know when all of our podcasts post like I said, uh, Josh and I are going to do the primetime show uh, later tonight, so that'll be up this weekend. Make sure you, you tune in for that. We've got baseball podcasts going up, uh, NBA preseason. We're off to a good start there. Coach had a takedown lineup last night. Uh, we've got our golfers doing well. So great time to subscribe to the channel and join. Again, dfscoachstock.com. Uh, come in. Uh, give us a shot this weekend. Uh, we'd love to have you. Josh, any final thoughts here? Yeah,
1: like we opened it up with, I'm looking forward to the challenge this week. I think we've got a, a lot of opportunity to get pretty different from the rest of the field and 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 hopefully have a big, big
0: takedown this week. That's that's obviously the goal. Can't wait. Planning on it. So yeah. let's do it. Let's do it. All right, great. Well, good work. Uh, thank you, every for, everybody, for tuning in. On behalf of Josh Crash Davis and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hanson. We'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.